Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. Welcome to a Cosmic Reality Radio. Um, it, uh, there's a, an alarm going off because there's people at my gate. Walt, I'm going to mute myself. Dolly, it can't get up on Skype. So, okay, maybe they're gone. I'm here. Can oh, you hear oh, me? Okay, you guys talk. I've got to just check out and see what's happening outside, okay? Yes, we can Uh-oh. hear you. Okay. All right. Be safe. Okay. Dolly. Walt. My Skype just frickin' dis... Why, why is your camera on? I had to download it. What is My it? camera's is, on? Yeah, your icon is not there. It looks like your camera is on. So I'm looking at a, a, a background. What's... How's this? It's there. Yeah, your, your icon came back. So you shut off your camera. Oh. Well, see, I had to download the darn thing. Oh. So when it came up, it it evidently just came up with the camera on, and I'm not smart enough to okay. figure that out. Are, are we on air? I have no idea. Let me see. <laughs> I, guess it, I just came it, in. Yeah, it's me talking, so we are on the air. Well, see, I had to download the darn thing. So you know, Sheriff, no naughty words. That's good. We're on the air. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this on this Tuesday, twenty. What is it? Twenty seventh uh, of February. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. So this is the this is it. This last, is the last day. Last day. Yeah. Uh huh. I can hear Walt and Dolly. Oh, there. Yeah. Oh, Jasmine's hearing us. <laughs> is, <laughs> At least we got that part. <laughs> this date kind of reminds me of a, a running joke in Argentina. Whenever you have uh, couples and the girlfriend is always nagging, when are we going to get married? When are we going to set a date? And they're complaining that their boyfriends are not setting a date. As a running joke, some some boyfriends actually tell their girlfriends, "Oh, it'll I, let's let's set the date for uh, February 31st," and some of them actually buy it. <laughs> they actually get happy. Because the no. boyfriend set a date, and it's like, what? What a brain donor! You're actually happy because there's, there's no such thing. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. That would be the day, the moment to uh, dump him. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly, I am so and proud of you that you got your Skype reloaded before the show. Hi. And you know what? I just kept telling myself, stay calm. The angels are with me. We can do this. <laughs> and we did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You know, <clears throat> there, there are some days where there's can be some, let's say, little snafus. 
And then there's other days where you go from one snafu, you turn around, there's another one, another one, another one, another one. I've had, like, this is my third day of this stuff. Weird things, you know, like timing. Like, I just am hoping that we do a show (laughs) without me getting knocked off the Internet like I did this morning. Uh, What was happening is kind of, did you guys have a conversation going that I've interrupted? Trivia. Trivia, okay. Well, this is trivia, too. But um, I, I had these, these stray cats coming into to the area. And we had a flood. And, oh, my God, I mean, it was like, it, it was horrendous because I didn't know where the cats were at one point when I had to finally move the car. Finally move it. It was a flash flood thing. And so I'm moving the car. And before I, I did it, I said, I, I don't know where these cats are. I had one of them up in the wheel well, all right? And I went to get him. He freaked out. He jumped into the water that by that time was, you know, up to his shoulders. So it was one freak show, you know, like, oh, my God. So I'm thinking I need to be able to secure these kids and keep them out of the flood water. And I'm thinking of all these different ways to do it. And then I sort of looked at my porch and I went, huh, because there's a, a, about... Uh, if you think of a cinder block, three of them stacked on one another, and it's in the on the port on the slab right outside the door, like the porch area. They put this foundation in, like they were going to build something on it. And I'm looking at this, and I'm going like, well, you know, I don't need a big place. Eight by ten is would work fine. And then I remembered I had some windows that somebody had given me 25 years ago. So I have two sets, a set of singles, two single ones, and one double one. And I went, well, now I've got the foundation, I've got the windows. And then my next door neighbor said, do you want this front door? And now I had the door. <laughs> so it was like, well, this is, you know, this is the way the universe works. I like it. Well, going from that point where I've got everything to getting somebody to help me build this turned into like months ago. And <clears throat> I told him, I said, I've got radio from 6 to 8. You've got to be in and out before 6 or, you know. And when do they get here? 6 o'clock. <laughs> you know, it's like just one of those days. And the, the, gate, the buzzer on the gate, I love it because it tells me when there's somebody at the gate. But that was getting really annoying. Boing, 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 boing. Now I know what the dog goes through when I walk out to the gate, forget about that, and then I'm standing there with people and we're binging the... because it's emotion, you know? Anyway, so that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I can't wait for this thing to get done because the, the other part of it is that when I turn the air on in here or when I'm doing a radio show, I have to shut that front door. And when I do, it's like, there's only two real windows, the door and the window in this particular room for a lot of reasons. And so it it just, <clears throat> I'm always like in this dark dungeon thing. And to be able to open up the door and not have to shut it because there's going to be a sunroom on the other side of the door is driving me even more than the cats at this point. It's like, no, I want to be able to see the sun. I live in Florida for crying out loud. So, uh, anyway, we're here. We're eight in, eight minutes or so into this show. This is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're still up. So, uh, 
Dolly, do you have a list? You're the girl that has the list. Yes, I do. Go ahead. Let's let's. I start. hope it's a big enough list. It depends on how much we talk. Um. Oh, hey, let me find my list. Uh oh. I had it up, but then I lost Skype. I didn't know where was Skype. I had to download a whole new one. Let's see. Oh, I wanted you to tell me about your new kitty, your new baby. Oh, pricey. <laughs> Pretty pricey. Pretty pricey. Yeah, I call her pretty pricey. Well, you know she's uh, <laughs> she's one of the strays that came in, and she had a brother, and the brother was had been hit probably, but he was he had a lot of physical problems that finally caught up to him, and um, so that was not a good outcome. And then another one that came in was just the loveliest cat, and uh, the street another not a good outcome and i'm like wow this is you know my my yard's not going to be a good yard for cats because they keep dying here and she would only come in every mm. once in a while you know i mean it wasn't like she was a regular but <clears throat> she started coming in at eight o'clock at night and or just right after eight o'clock that's when she comes in and I'm watching her, and I'm going, like, she's at that age that, you know, it's not going to take many more weeks before she's impregnated or could be impregnated now. I wasn't sure. And so I said, no, no, I gotta, I've got to do something about it. I've, I've got to at least get her fixed. So I capture her at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I put her in the back room, and the next day I take her to the vet, and they, they spayed her. But... This this gets this gets so this is this whole story is so insane, but the day that I do this because my schedule is pretty tight and they have you can only do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays it's a bet you know the spading, and so I'm going like I've got a dental appointment on Thursday it was a six month dental appointment I mean eye appointment to check my eyes. And I'm going like, oh, I, I'll, I'll just pick her up after that. Somebody's got a mute. Uh, they're, they're not muted and they're doing something. Um, so I am, I'm taking what they call some kind of a deep field test. And you look into this machine, and the machine is like a white globe. And in this white globe come these little lights, these flickers of lights. And what they're doing is determining if you've got peripheral vision, if there's anything happening to, you know, the interior of your eye. They're terrible tests. They're awful to take. You have to continually maintain a sense of focus, and yet you got these blinking lights, and sometimes at one point the bl lights weren't even blinking. And I was, I went, I actually said something like, what the hell, you know? And, and it's just, it's, I don't like it anyway. But I've always managed to have, like, a perfect score. So... We start the test up, my phone rings, I ignore it, but now I've got a distraction. Then it rang again, and I said, nobody calls me twice if I don't answer. So, sure, it's the vet. The vet gets on, and she's telling me that my bill is like over twice what it had been the last time I'd done this. And so I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's, it, was, <laughs> it was twice as much. And I could have done something else a lot cheaper, but, you know, I like to, I like to deal with the people that I deal with. So I'm sitting there doing that, and, and I'm trying to take this test. Well, I must have flunked the test, because in six months, i got to take it again. 
You know, I must have flunked. He didn't say that I had flunked it, but um, when I went to uh, make the appointment, he's, they said, oh, he wants you to take another test because it's only supposed to be once a year. And uh, I said, oh, never mind. I know why. But it was like, you know, that that's the kind of a, since last Thursday, this is what's been, been happening. So I get, I get pricey. Now, Dolly says to me, well, has she got a name? And I, because she, Dolly's theory is that if you name them, they're yours. And so I just said, yeah, I call her pricey because it was so pricey. So now Dolly puts a capital on the word pricey and she says, oh, pricey, that's your name of your cat. No, 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 that's not what I was doing, no. So anyway, I got her in the back room. Now this back room is a small room. And there's no way that she could get out of there. But somehow somehow or another, that night she got out. And I mean, the, the door doesn't close tight because of the construction. There's a glass wall there. But it's very, very small. A regular-sized cat would never get through it. And I can't, looking at her and looking at the space she went, I'm going like, this, she couldn't have done this. But she apparently did because she wasn't anywhere in the house to be found. And so at 8 o'clock at night, I, and I could see that she had been up on the windowsill and knocked some things over. You know, she was definitely out of the room. So that that night, I'm going like, God, I hope she comes back. I hope she's all right because she's sque- she has this, you know, hysterectomy, and then she squeezes through something that I can't believe even her, her head could get through. And, you know, now she's out. I'm supposed to have kept her in for at least two weeks. I had never done that. It's always a week. But, oh, okay, yeah. And she's she's outside, so... You know, I go, look, I'm looking, I'm looking. No, she's not out there, but i got to feed the other guy, Larry. <laughs> and so I, go, I turn around to go get the food, and she's behind me. I, and I, I mean, I think that she probably left when I opened up the back door, because I'll open it up and keep it open. And she might have been in the kitchen hiding someplace and then scooted out, because that's the only thing I could think of. So I don't know if she came back in the open door or she's been in the house all the day and it just never showed up. But anyway, she's been back every night since then and she's just the sweetest cat. She, even the, the vet's office were commenting on how sweet she is. But that's the story, Dolly. <laughs> Pricey. Hello, Dolly. So, so she's yours now. No, she's God's. <laughs> I'm just making. I'm, I'm just. I'm just doing what I can to make her life good. But the the thing of it is, is that the cats that are in the house and have that huge catio, they want to get out, and these guys want to get in. <laughs> yeah. And the dog is bless the dog. I mean, this dog is. I I don't know what he thinks of me, but it's like, you're gonna do what? <laughs> you know, and they they come up to him. At first, there was some like, oh, I don't know about this, you know, but the cats towards him. But he's so, it's like, he, he just, yeah, whoever, mom, yeah, open the door, let everybody in. It's okay, we'll be fine. You know? <laughs> 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 uh, so they they come up to him, and um, you know, especially if he's if he's laying down, they'll go up to him and they'll sniff him. You know, and there <laughs> it's yeah, this is my life. I didn't want to be a cat lady. I had gone down to no cats, one dog. I figured, okay, we're good to go. You know, 
And then all of a sudden, all these cats are showing up. And that's not the only ones. Frank across the way, he got four of them in his yard. You know, it's like, I don't know if people are dying off or that we're in an area where the Haitian immigrants could be coming to live with brother and sister and whatever and the animals are freaked out and leave or the animals are thrown out. But uh, yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things. So um, that's, that was my answer. What's next on your list? So, so does she spend the night with you? No. Nope. She sleeps then? No. Nope. She, I'll open up oh, the... Oh, she just comes to get food. She comes to get food, and she will... Larry and she will sit on the porch in the same chair, sleeping together. But it's, uh-huh. some, it's some... And, he, and I, she'll be there. I think she... Some cats end up being not so no- nocturnal. But I think she's very nocturnal. She probably doesn't even come out until that time. And so I don't know how long she stays out there uh-huh. with him. But, um, yeah, it'll be hours. They'll be, be out there just sitting together. So when, when did you have this flash flood? Oh, that was uh, last fall. They, oh, last fall. Yeah, oh, they, they've been here for a while. They've been here for a while. I'm sorry, I got lost in your story. Oh, not not... Not the first time, I'm sure. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. But I was trying so hard to follow it. <laughs> um, okay, Nancy's Katie. Oh, yeah. I, today, when you lost your in- internet and the show went on without your internet, how did that happen? Was, was Walt controlling the show then? Oh, God, that was so weird because... All of a sudden, I just wasn't hearing anybody. And I had been taken completely down off the Internet. But in that moment, you don't know what's gone wrong. And then I realized, no, it's the entire Internet. So I call Derek on the phone and tell him I I didn't even have Skype. Sometimes the Internet goes down, and for some reason, Skype's still up. But that didn't happen. So I called Derek, and Derek was like, he was so weird. He was, I said, Derek, just, and he, he, he was just flustered by something. I mean, sometimes he gets a little flustered. And so I'm going like, tell Walt to take the station. Let him, let him sign on. You're not on, on live, you know. And apparently he said something to Walt, but he doesn't tell me that he's done this. And I'm like, just tell him, and it was so frustrating for me, but it was frustrating for him because he had already done it, but he wasn't making himself clear that he'd already done it. So we only lost eight minutes during that exchange, which I thought was a lot longer. I tried than... to text you. Well, yeah, oh. I saw the te- I saw the text, but that was the other thing, is that my phone, uh, yeah, that wasn't working. I mean, I think it might have been locked on the Wi-Fi, and I couldn't even get the station. I didn't know if the station was down. I mean, it was, like, so confusing. And uh, But anyway, again, you know, you go through these hurdles, and it's okay. Everything is fine. So, yeah, it just... But, but again, it was like... I have... Go ahead. Go ahead. 
you know what you need to do right now? What? You need to take a deep breath and relax. <laughs> You're still wound up. I feel you. <laughs> well, well, what happened was when, when I when I came in the house from having gone out to the gate to da da da, I said, God, I wish I I wish I had some alcohol in the house. And I said, I do have alcohol <laughs> because Walt sent me his pyramid gold, the mono atomic gold that he made and it's, it's in vodka so I took a drop of that Dolly <laughs> <laughs> one one drop um, yeah we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about the pyramid gold in a little bit um, okay yes so Walt ended up taking over the station correct we had set it up. Yeah, we had set it up so that he could do it. And you know, we hadn't done it until was it the say what show? And you know, Walt is first time doing it and he did it without any problem. It's not difficult, but you know, it's like it's something new. I would have been like, "Uh, oh, what are we doing?" you know, but he was really cool about it. So, I knew that he had already done this once. And so I, I, you know, I said, just get the station, and he did it. He's, he's amazing. That's why I have him on all my radio shows. <laughs> Not for what he tells the people, but <laughs> well, because he get me very, on. Go ahead. It was a very smooth transition. It was good. You did a fantastic job, Walt. I'm here. I thought she'd like me for my looks. <laughs> <laughs> I like if you leave your looks too. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing because your 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 image your your you are in my head a lot, Walter. Because you're on every wow. show that I have, <laughs> and because there's so many different things that I go, mm, I should tell Walt about that. Oh, I wonder what Walt would say. <laughs> <laughs> My guru here. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Well, I'm glad he was able to do that and do it so smoothly. Well, I'll I say was... thank you to Derek because he he's the one who secured. Uh, he he bought this product, and it's simple matter of just connecting, and that's it. The thing that I don't know, and I don't I don't want to know, is the the. The scheduling interface. That I don't want to touch that because that takes uh, you have to have a knowledge and awareness of all the files that are going to be broadcast and what time and what date. So I rather you you oh. deal with that. Actually, it's a lot easier than oh, you think. Oh. Yeah, it is easier than you think. You just load them up and you put them in a schedule and they play themselves. It, it 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 is a very very stable. It's called radio.co radio.co, and it's very stable. I'm <clears throat> once in a while it will skip a show. Um, and it was doing it. It did it to Radio 5G, and I couldn't understand why. But when I would do, I have Radio 5G on uh, other voices. And then I have Radio 5G with my, Mark. 
and Mark's shows seemed to be fine, but the other one, it was like two or three, I think it was three times it jumped. It just jumped over the playlist and the wrong the wrong show was showed up, you know? So, um, I, I suspect that it was the intro. Something was wrong with the intro, even though I'd used it for years. So that's why I swapped out and made a new intro. And ever since I've got the new intro in it, I have not had that problem. So sometimes there's a glitch in something or whatever, and um, the server sees a problem and just jumps to the next show. But very seldom. And so, yes, it's, it's, a, it's, a, nice, it's a nice little interface. So... What? Um, let me take a look here. Oh, Oaya, is she here? Yes. Oaya, I was so proud of you that you were able to hear your posse, to feel your posse. And I was going to ask you, were you able to hear any of them? Uh, you can't. You could type it in the chat room and I'll see your answer because she had let me know I think it was in chat that when she was at Derek's um, hoo hinger she felt her posse and so there were more people at his what his hoo hinger I can't think what it is and uh and she was excited. She said she had like a dolly moment when she realized there were more, more beings around her. And I just wanted to tell her I'm so proud of her. And see, y'all, okay, you can you can do what Hawaii did. But I, I'm uh, wondering if she was able to hear anything. And uh, please, can you type in there how, how you felt? Like, did you get goosebumps, or did your hairs stand up? She couldn't. Thank you, Dolly. No, I couldn't hear them, but could feel their presence. <laughs> it, so how did you feel their presence? Did your, you know, like I was saying, did your hair stand up? Did you get goosebumps, or, or did the atmosphere around you change? I'm wondering, how did you, how did you know? And see, I wanted to share that. Because you all can do that with your posses, too. You have to, uh, if, if you feel maybe something her, funny or you if, hear something. Maybe her guys are like Dave and slapped her on the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out when she answers. You know, there's that delay that from when we talk to when they hear it. Um, I got, oh, yeah. Uh. I've been noticing um, everyone knows how Biden can't say his words right. He he slurs his words or he gets them, uh, he, they just don't come out right. I'm also hearing that in other people. Uh, for one, for instance, Jesse Waters is starting to do that. I don't think he realizes, but he is. 
and um, and I noticed that my tongue gets caught up, and I'll end up not finishing the sentence. Uh, my words will get combined in the last three words or something. And it's not that I'm doing it on purpose. It happens. It just happens. And then I think, well, I don't want to be sounding like this. But but at that point in time, I have no control over it. It just happens. And I'm wondering... Maybe th- maybe ahead, that's Noah. why in the high uh, in the higher dimensions everybody's telepathic because talking is difficult. That could be because I have a hell of a time. Uh, I think I've said something, but I haven't. I've thought it in my head. Because think and, about um, it: in the higher dimensions, you communicate tremendously quickly. You can say a lot yeah. of things in just yeah. a couple of seconds, and you you just said a, a whole book's worth. So when you try to project all of that with your, you know, the mechanical apparatus where you produce your voice and you say what you're saying, it's it's going to be incredibly slow. I mean, you look at somebody and maybe to your ears, they're talking sounds like, because you're you're listening at a much faster rate. So that's why it makes sense that in higher... High dimensions is all telepathic because you can just have a conversation <laughs> in a couple of seconds yeah. that it would take a couple of hours otherwise. And I do that all the time with uh, the spirits who hang out around me. The posse and Popcorn Gang and Dave and uh, whoever else comes. You don't use your human voice, do you? No. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's done in a few seconds, if that long. It just happens right, right away. Yeah. Um, Elias says, thank you for your reassurance about their comfort. I didn't get goosebumps. It was a change of atmosphere. Aha. That's so cool. That is so cool. Because I get the change of atmosphere with the goosebumps, like I got goosebumps all over my body right now. And then sometimes, to add to it, my hair stand up on end. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad you're, you're experiencing that, Alaya. And I'm trying, I want to encourage everyone else. And uh, Alaya is saying, thank you for all your sharing and knowledge over the years. Through listening to your stories. I realize that has helped me when having these experiences. Glad they didn't hit me on the back of my head, Walt. <laughs> she didn't get get the Dave hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Ah, oh, I need to breathe. You, you guys, we, we, let me see we, if I have anything. You Go look ahead. at your list. Take a breath here. Because we need to um, to kind of like explore this concept of goosebumps. Because you say, I've got goosebumps and my hair stands up. Your hair stands up because you've got goosebumps. 
I don't know anybody who gets goosebumps where the oh. hair doesn't stand up. Isn't that I right, Walt? Be. Let's ask Walt. He knows all know these that. things. Yeah, Walt, what's the mechanism of a goosebump <laughs> when your hair standing up? Well, isn't that obvious? Is it your your body is having an electrical reaction. You you have the electrical currents going on the running alongside the surface of your of your skin, and you have uh, micro muscles all over the skin. So that that's why when you when the those little micro muscles get uh, contracted, they raise the hair so that your hair stand up so it's all it's all electrical in fact you you can get goosebumps and you're not even afraid you can you could be in a thunderstorm and you get goosebumps and you're not afraid of anything maybe you're reading a magazine or you're, you're looking up at the sky or something and it's a uh, it's all uh, in response to electrical stimuli and yet well, you, you well, get it wasn't obvious to me I don't know these things. <laughs> <laughs> but you still use them? <laughs> right? Well, yeah. yeah. If they're there, I'll use them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always get, you, you also get goosebumps when you're cold. Correct. It's, yeah. it's always a reaction. It's a, if you notice, it's a, the skin reacts to temperature, the skin reacts to electricity. And, the, and obviously, the skin reacts to intense uh, emotional moments, whether it be fear or excitement, whether it be positive or negative. The the skin is able to respond to the, the stimuli. So even though it's nothing in your head that might be doing this, it it it's actually a change in something around you that causes a autotomic well, reaction. Remember, we are inhabiting these animal bodies, yeah. and, they, and it's equipped with all the instincts that animals have. Animals react to things, they don't, they don't have a, what do you call it, they don't need to, uh, to be told, this is what you're feeling, react. No, they're feeling something and they're reacting, to, and so, so they know their body, their radar system, or the sensor system is telling them, okay, Watch out, there's something going on. Yeah, when a dog's hair stands up, you know there's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our animal bodies are equipped with all that. Not, in fact, it's, it's a shame there's so much that we've lost simply because we've allowed that stuff to be shut down. I mean, they, they programmed us to work and exist and function from the head, and the head is, like, useless. But the body, is not, <laughs> the body knows it. I mean, here... You saw it, uh, uh, what do you call it, Anastasia, what he, she shows in her book is like all our body cells, all the cells in your body, my body, Dolly's body, every living human body, all your cells are connected to intelligent infinity. So you have access to all-knowing. But the problem is that you are blocked because the thought, the, the head is not it's not connected. The, 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 the waking consciousness is affected by the veil of forgetting, whereas the body doesn't. That's why Dr. Costa, was, would, in order to do the 15-step process, he would teach us to bring our conscious awareness down into the body brain, which is in the pit of the stomach. And when you're putting your consciousness there, you can actually 
open the door and communicate you with your guides and you can either see them or feel them depending on what is your level of awareness because you're away from the brain and your body is connected it is a shame animals are connected to their field of knowing that's why bees know how to make honey different bird kinds of birds some birds make nests with twigs other birds make nests with mud who taught them that? What university did they go to learn these things? Nobody taught them that because they're connected to intelligent infinity. And humans have the advantage to be connected not only to their not field of knowing, but all, all the field of knowing of all living beings. And here we are, the most ignorant being on the planet, because we're disconnected from all of that. So it, what we've lost, it's it's a... A universe of knowing we've lost by being in this in this situation of being a, 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 a head-centered instead of being body-centered because our body is awake and connected to all of that. It's just waiting to be accessed. And we, um, and we just keep writing books and writing books and, and imagining this and guessing this and, and, and permitting ourselves to be controlled, you know, you have organized religions and organized education, organized everything. And when you organize everything, you, you get the more you get uh, educated by the organized world, the, the less you're connected from all knowing. You get disconnected. You saw what you saw what Anastasia did. All she had to do was lie down, connect herself to the earth, lie lie down, focus on what she needs to do, on, on what knowing she's looking for. And the knowing you get it downloaded. That's why there's a there's a, an error of concept in Alex Collier answered a question from a listener and said that uh, uh, he's got his two guides, and the, one of his guides said that no, nobody can know everything. Therefore, nobody there is no such things as masters. It's a concept, and there was a concept an error of understanding there because the way is explained to us, those of us who have studied from the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda, master is not someone who knows everything. A master is simply someone who is a master of himself. That's it. They're not supposed to be walking libraries. And Anastasia showed that. She didn't need to know everything about everything. Oh, all she had to do was lie down change her point of focus, and access the information that she needed. Why would she need to carry that around? But well, she has access to it. All she, has to, she had to do was focus, and, and she, in her consciousness, she was aware of the list of conditions that uh, McGray uh, gave her in order to come up with a solution to clean the air. You remember that chapter? And so that information was downloaded into her, into her awareness. And she was able to write it down so that he could present that that to uh, Putin. They they had that idea for cleaning up the air in Russia using the cars. So that's the, that's it. That all humans we are, we don't need to be spending years in in a university in order to learn stuff. We have access to all knowing. But you know, let me give you let me give you an example of this. When I was uh, okay, it was still AOL. You know the. the you, you, to get on the well, 
we started out with AOL and you had the, the telephone. You had to get on through the telephone. And shortly after that, it might have even been that time, I got interested in making a website that you could make on AOL. So I started out on this thing and they asked me a question and it was, do you know HTML? Now HTML is a computer language that was used in uh, WordPerfect. Well, well, they all use it, but in WordPerfect you could actually see it. You could bring it up, you could look at it, because it wasn't like what you put in is what you get. If you needed to, to bold something, you had to have the code in there, control B. So you had to know the, the coding in order to get, you know, the printing the, the text that you're working with to look something other than just, you know, not not formatted. You need to be able to format. And so to do that, you needed the codes. So they said, do you know HTML? And I said, yes, I do. Well, then they give me the directions for somebody that knows HTML. And none of it made sense to me. Because none of in none of the directions did they tell me, here, you start here. I didn't know where to start. And it was so frustrating that, I mean, I have never... I've encountered certain things that gave me fits, you know, but I, I can pretty much get anything that I've ever studied fairly rapidly. This was like, I mean, I was in tears. I felt so stupid. And so I just left the computer and I went outside and I went into the, this was when we had the Merkaba up, and we have a grid there, and I laid down on the grid and I said, if you people want me to do this, then you damn well put it in my head. Because I, I can't figure this out. I don't know who these people think they're talking to, but not making any sense to me. Because I only knew a slice of HTML, how to read it, basically. And uh, so I fall asleep. And I wake up, and I'm like, okay. And I'm kind of groggy, you know. So I'm like getting myself up off the ground and in, into the house. And I sat down in front of that computer, and I never looked back. It was like I knew it all. Everything that came up, I knew. I, it was so, that's my testimony, Walt. I saw it happen. I would not be here today if it hadn't happened to me. There you have it. Yep. Tavarich Nancy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So you're, so you're living proof. You, you do have, we do have access to all knowing. We just have to, let, but it couldn't happen unless you let it happen, correct? Yes, because I said to them, you do that. I knew it was possible. You know, I didn't doubt that the information could be dropped into my head. I'd seen it happen too many times before. You know, you look at something and you go, how's that work? And all of a sudden, you see it in, in your head. You feel it. You know it. Well, I, I remember your anecdote. The two, the, the two pro, uh, medical professionals who were argue, arguing what to do with that patient with right. too much... Uh, insulin or too little insulin and you came out with the solution so they didn't kill the patient so there you have it <clears throat> like I graduated from doctor school yeah yeah and, and so if you can if you can accept that you can be like open up a file out there that downloads into your computer files and you've got access to it what 
what what makes you think you can't lim- you, you that you you would limit yourself by accepting the fact that you can't see you can't imagine you can't reach out like the listener did and realize oh my god there's a change in this atmosphere and to accept it because if your brain isn't already kind of like see you got to get it ready you know look at weird things happen but they're real if you see something weird don't dismiss it you know look at it make me look at it and it's a matter of not faith not belief it's a matter of allowing yourself creativity to be able to just believe that you can see this stuff that the information is always there you just have to ask and it comes to you from different ways but you know just ask and the information will be there you got a problem at work you know instead of well like you know, I I get problems at work every time I sit down at this when I'm doing a show. I don't have the problems before the show, but during a show, you know, anything can happen. And I mean, I've been doing this for thousands of hours, and it still takes me by surprise. You know that how could that have happened? Um, because you've never seen it before. But when you when you get into those, you know, know there's an answer. Know there's a way out. And don't panic and don't go through with it. Could it be this? Could it be that? Could it be that? Yeah, you sort of do that, but you don't. You don't focus on that. You just focus on relaxing and letting the answers come through you, to you. And I mean, once you get this kind of a, why is it that we can come on this radio show and talk about any subject under the sun? You know, infinitum. <laughs> you know, it's like it's because we we know the answers are there. You don't have to walk around thinking, "Do I know this?" That I started with that. You know, how do I know mathematics? How do I know that I know mathematics? I can say I know mathematics, but do I know mathematics? Let's check. Two and two is four. Yeah, I know mathematics, but you know, there's so much learning that we've already acquired. And you've, you've got learning from the cosmic learning block. It's all there. You just have to ask and, for it. And the thing is that when, when that, knowledge, that knowing comes to you without your reasoning, you didn't reason how this came about, it just it came to you, it's pure and undiluted. It, but when we get knowing from reading books or speaking to someone who we, we think in quotes, we think this person knows it all or know it know always very well informed. Uh, that knowing is going to be tainted because it's going to be affected by the personality traits and the thinking styles of that person. Whereas you, when you get the, you're downloading straight from intelligent infinity, it's not tainted by anything. It, it's just, it is, it's that knowing pure and simple not tainted by any opinion or any philosophy or any nothing. It's just pure knowing, and you don't have to do anything to digest it. It's part like when you sat down and you knew any, everything you needed to know about the computers. You didn't have to digest it. It was already part of you. Whereas if somebody else comes and, and, and teaches you the, how many students that I prepare through the years because I had to study high school here in the U.S. Then I went back to Argentina. They didn't give me no credit 
for the education I got in New York. So I had to start high school from scratch. So both times I ended up uh, preparing students for tests because they, they weren't understanding the, the subject matter. And, uh, and, I, and I kept finding it's not, they were, this, it's not that the students were hard of understanding, they were not stupid, they weren't, no. It's just that the teaching style of the teacher in question was so awful bad. <laughs> I could just punch holes in the way they were teaching this stuff. So what I did is I just went simple. One, two, three, and they picked it up right away. It was no problem. They understood it. It just they just needed to be told to have, have to be given to them in a in a simpler, easier way. Not give it so many, so many. It's like um, my ex boss when I when I well, I worked in IT for eleven years. I, I was the the technician, and when the phone would ring and it was somebody, some member of his family, one of his sisters, one of his daughters, his own wife. They would ask for me. They wouldn't talk to, talk to him because if they if if they had a question, I have this document on the screen, and I have this issue. How do I print it? I would just tell them, okay, go here, go there, click here, click there, be done. And okay, hello, it was great seeing you. Take care, bye bye. And it was a it was a five second same thing. If they ask him the question because I wasn't there, he would say, okay. When Gutenberg, when Gutenberg invented the printing press, people were like, it's like he would go back to the beginning of everything just to, no, they, they wanted to know how to print their document. They don't want a history lesson, you know, where the computers come from or who was the first computer. <laughs> that, that was his personality. Well, so his, but, but you know, one, one, of the be- <laughs> one of the benefits of getting the information from the cosmic realm is that you don't have to get into worrying about the way that the that it's going to come to you because it comes to you from yourself. Exactly. You know, this is the key to because we, we were last last I guess I would say what show we were talking about the video that you sent me and you said this guy is somebody you might want to talk to and he's uh, uh, Bossy from Australia. He, and he, he just the, the it's an hour and 45 minutes and I'm actually going to play it tomorrow in its entirety on uh, Radio 5G because when I sent it to Mark he came back to me and he said because normally Mark and I would be doing a show this week I'd get an hour tape and we'd then talk about the hour, the tape in the next hour but and then the ne- next week is when I would have other people but he said this is so important that you can't you can't break it up you can't break it up just you know play the whole thing and i said to him so you want me to play it now or you want me to hold it for other he said no i want you to play it instead of us doing anything you can't make it any better than this guy presented and janine because janine the tarot card reader now this guy's talking about well, first off, he's got a—he's he, in Australia, and he has realized that this two-party system is is what's one of the major problems. So he's trying to put together uh, Australia One, one party. You know, enough of this fighting between these two parties. This is nuts. And uh, so he's working on that. He's a politician. He was, uh, you know, like sort of like our Green Beret or a Special Forces kind of guy in Australia. He's a military person. He's very dedicated to the Constitution of Australia. So he's he's 
that kind of a, of a guy. But at the same time, he talked about Anastasia. You know, and he's talking to somebody that's reading the tarot cards. And Janine, I, I thought, okay, I can take the Janine part out. I can even take John Claude out. But it's this guy that's, that's got this amazing story. And um, But when I, when I was listening to it, and I listened to it about three times, when I was listening to it, Janine was pulling cards. But her, the things that she was saying, the insight, the knowledge that she was giving was just as profound as he was giving so um one of the things that he talked about which got me thinking about this was the democrat de demographics of what we're dealing with as far as the species of human being and he was doing it within the concept of black hat white hat and what he said and i'm just gonna you know give this to you kind of like and then we can talk about it maybe the black hats we absolutely know well right next to the black hats are the red hats and the red hats are a group of people that can be bribed they can be uh, uh, what do you call it? blackmailed they, they, they just like they go with the flow as long as the flow is going towards power and because they don't have any firm reference of why and what you're doing you know they just go with the flow that if you get rid of the black hats who are the people that, that the red hats are following the red hats will just turn turn off the others you know turn, oh no 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 i don't like them i like you guys so don't bother with these red hat people don't bother and then you got the orange hats and what was this oh, shit i wrote it down someplace but it's not in front of me the orange hats. Well, do you remember, Walt? Because, all right, let me jump orange for a minute. Maybe you'll come back to me. But then you've got the yellow hats. And the, the yellow hats are the kind of people, and he, he suggested that maybe most people were yellow hats. But they're the ones that go, look, it, I, I really don't care. You know, whatever. I, I just, you know, don't bother me with this. Go away. And that one was the one that I got stuck on because I can remember my sister. I was telling her some you know woo woo stuff and she said to me I know that you're absolutely correct she said but I'd rather be the ostrich and keep my head in the sand she was very open about it and I thought wow you know my best friend there Sandy she she doesn't want to talk about she doesn't want to think about this it's not part of her reality so you've got a, a large portion of the population who they don't bother me with it and we keep trying to say, you know, you got to, don't bother me. And there's no change in that. And then with the white hats are, are the ones that, are, you know, we're, we're white hats. We're the people that see something wrong and really need to fix it. Now, what is it with the orange hats? I don't remember what it was with the orange hats. That's right in the middle. Can't remember what that was. But anyway. I didn't hear that part. No. But anyway. No. Um, <clears throat> even Janine and Jean-Claude said the same thing that listening to Bossy tell that give that information it kind of made things clear because you're not looking at you know a whole bunch of people that are we think insane because they're, of what they're saying and doing okay, as being this whole bunch of people no, they're different people 
with different makeups and it made me think of you know the concept of human design that you know these these people are different you can't the same arguments won't work for each one of them and if we know that it makes things a lot easier because it's like oh you're a red hat not going to worry about you when the black hats go down you'll be you know you'll be fine you'll be all on our side and and you know the yellow hats is like well don't work don't even bother them they don't want to be bothered they don't who? well if if your sister had invited you by simply asking you a question she would have listened to what you said but you wanted to present the information without her asking no 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 i don't think so walt i don't think that at all she first off she would not be well every once in a while they ask you a question so you think you've got an opening but when they start to hear the answer it's the answer not the Mm. question in their case and most of the Mm. times they don't even want a question because they don't want to hear it it's like I, I can, when when I, when he said that about you know they just don't want they don't want to engage. That's what uh, that's what Inelia Benz talks about in in, in uh, her her techniques. She calls those firewalls. Those yeah. are programs that we insert that are meant to shut you down. The su- the minute a subject that's sensitive, she calls that a firewall. So you can process those and get rid of them so you, you can get the information. But they don't Just want like, to. It's it's yeah, it they, you know they, they don't want to clear. They don't want they don't and I can honor that because like in Sandy's Sandy's case, okay, she's one of those people she just does what she does and she doesn't want to know about all this other stuff. She deals with, with life on a very personal way. She is works with our foundation that helps seniors. So every day of her life, she goes out, and she's the, the, the epitome of a good person. She's nice. She wants you to be safe. She wants to help you, and it's, it's her job. That's her mission. She's doing more than somebody screaming on the, on the street, you know, we're doomed, we're doomed, we're doomed. No, she's putting out the energies of, you know, appreciation, gratitude, compassion, love out there every day that she goes out there. So in some cases, I think it's it's they're fine. They don't need to know what we know. That's what we do. They don't need to do it. So you find somebody like that, you just give them a lot of love and a lot of appreciation because that's what keeps us going. You know, it's uh, break time. Break time. All right, let's just do disturbed. Sounds of silence because it's so uplifting. <laughs> and welcome back to Cosmic Reality. It's February 28th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Walt Silva. I hope you guys are back. Yes, you're back. I'm back. Oh, well, I said uh, her posse was interested in Derek's class. <laughs> oh, oh, good. I'm glad you said that because I during the break here I thought I've got to get the link up there in uh, in chat yep there it is okay because um, Derek had a very go ahead I'm sorry thanks for playing that song I love it (laughs) I know you do whoops I'm I'm, unfortunately I think I've started up again everyone we're just uh, video 
Yeah. Again, well, everyone, we're just... <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Um, he had a very successful outing in the um, that presentation that he did that he did on Sunday, and <clears throat> it it was it was a good deal. He he gave this bag full of all sorts of goodies. I mean, like a lot of goodies, and then you could get a half an hour private session with him, and you could see this. Uh, presentation, a three-hour presentation, and it was for $99. I mean, I know a lot of people can't afford that, but, you know, for the people that did, it was a, a good experience, a really great experience, because it was limited. He only took 25 uh, people that way, so that they could ask questions, that they could engage in it, and I read in this Shungite show, I read some uh, reviews that we took back our power have already been posted. And people really appreciated the interaction he had. So he was going to, um, he was thinking about putting it behind a paywall so people, you know, would pay to see it. But he can't do that. He's, he's, he's overly generous. I shouldn't say he's overly generous, but he takes generosity to degrees that other people just can't. And he does, regardless of what it might cost. He just is that kind of guy. So um, the I just posted it in the chat on radio. You can go and watch it yourself now. You know, no no paying or anything. Just it's a YouTube presentation, and you might want to try it out. And especially because it's up there, you can take it a little bit at a time. But the people that experienced it, um, and I was there. I mean, I I listened to it. I thought it was a great presentation. But I'm. I've been with with him for a while now. I know most of what he what he and plus the fact I had seen the slides. You know, he, he sends them to me. You know, to, will this work? And you know, so I was familiar with it. But so I wasn't really engaged in the things that the other people were. But the, they, you know, just had all sorts of really good things to to say about it. So you might want to take a look at that. It's the link is is in chat right now and will be in the uh, description on the podcast so I just wanted to uh, to point that out okay so what were we talking about we left we left Dolly with goosebumps <laughs> Dolly do you want do you, you had something, you, you had something else that, on your list yes I I just uh, no I was just so tickled about away that's all um nothing else on the list Nothing else on the list. Um, okay, for those people that don't know, there's been some, let's say, interesting current event developments. And one of them is that the Energy Department and the FBI have said that it looks like the pandemic occurred because of a, an accident at the lab, that it was human designed and let out in the lab. So... Fauci, who had gone away there, he retired, but then he was on everything for a few weeks, and then he disappeared again. The Fauci that I saw today talking about this did not look like Fauci at all. I mean, it no, was... He hasn't been the real one for a long time now. He was so different. This Fauci you saw today 
Yeah, he was about the uh, third or fourth Fauci they have now. And, I and ha- like you said, he was Go ahead. so different. I think they're getting more and more and more obvious so that people notice it. What do you think? Yes, I agree totally. And I'll tell you, the other one that just kind of shocked me. Now, I like DeSantis, what he's doing. Everything he's done, I've agreed with. Um, But he was on with um, Levine, Mark Levine, on, on Sunday night. And he was on for the whole hour. He's written a book. Uh, the have the courage to stand up or something, you know. But it, it you know, it's obvious that the guy's r- going to run for president. And so he was on with Mark, and I was so impressed with DeSantis, with the answers that he was giving, with explaining, you know, that this whole wokeness thing is just ridiculous, and and of course you've got to stand up. Yes, I understand why you can't. And he made a point. He said. When I won, he only won by a very small margin. I mean, it was a few thousand. It wasn't. This was the first, the first go around, and then the second go around. Four years later, he makes. A, he's he's a, he wins by 1.5 million votes. Unheard of. So he said that it's a mandate from the people to do the people's work, regardless of what. It might, you know, what might happen to you. Because, of course, every time you come out like this, yeah, they go after him all the time. But he's, uh, you know, have the courage. But I got to tell you, Dolly, I saw him on Mark Levine, an hour's presentation. And then he showed up on one of the other shows. I, I don't even remember which one it was because I was so stunned. He looked so much thinner now, I think that when he goes out into public, he's wearing a, a bulletproof vest. I've noticed that for a while. So, But I've also seen him in set, like a set, where he didn't, didn't seem to have the vest on, but taking the vest off, and, and I think this guy is thin. I don't know that it's the same DeSantis. And another weird, weird thing about it was that See, I don't. I never looked at who the host was while I was looking at this thing because I was studying DeSantis's face. On the left side of his face, you know, you get that crevice near your nose on the, you know, side of your nose. There was like a big blotch, black thing there. And, you know, I'm going like, I've, I can't believe that's a shadow. You know, but it was right there. The dogs barking, Dolly. Can you mute? Yeah. Mute. Oh, oh, sorry. So it was this great big black, like almost like he had oil. Like if you had taken some black oil and just given your, you know, put your finger in it and then put it on the side of your nose. It was the strangest thing. I, I wasn't even sure what he was saying because I couldn't figure out this, <laughs> this real defect in him and he's on national TV. So I don't know what that was about, but DeSantis does not look like the same guy to me. So uh, and I do, I agree. With, I agree with you. They're making the the clones look, you know, less and less like the originals. So that people start to say, 
why does he look so strange? Or when they come out and they say, see, this is a clone. Here's the guy that you thought you were looking at, and you'll see the difference. I don't know. But, uh... Well, Janine had said that he had been replaced. And she said that a while ago, and it upset me so much. I couldn't even think about it at that time, because I, I thought he was a good guy. Well, he has been replaced, and he's been replaced with a good guy, which confuses me, because uh, I have trouble not accepting him as a bad, bad guy in the first place. <laughs> but whoever it, this guy is, I think this guy's like the second one. Uh, this guy is really a good guy. He's out for the people, at least until he he accomplishes whatever it is he wants to accomplish uh, by being the good guy. I I don't know. That's yeah, it's um, it. and the other the other person that um, I I detected, and you guys know I'm not good at this. But they have a, um, they had some film of Putin giving a speech like a couple of days ago, and that did not look like the Putin that had been there between replaced the replace the replacement. You know, I mean, it's like there's so many different versions yeah. of Putin. Yeah. <laughs> but this this seems like a new guy too. So it's it you yeah. know. The layers of it, but today, if if you get a chance, watch the Shungite show or listen to the Shungite show. It's going to be on right after this show, actually. And we had Karen McDonald on. She she blew me out of the water because can this, she huh come back? Um, can she come back? Well, yes. I mean, we, we. I said to her, if you ever want to come back, you know. And she said, well, you know, you got, you can contact me too. Um, she, but, but, her, her, the details that she had. I mean, we talk about the dumbs. We talk about the clones. We talk. She names these people. She tells the locations. She had more specific information than anybody I'd ever heard before. I I was stunned at the depth of... And it was Annette Trinidad who said saw a video of hers and contacted her and said, you have to contact these people. And then, you know, on Facebook messaging is how I first got... Con she, she contacted me. And, yes, she was amazing. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of spinning about it. You know, it's like I'm going to have to go. I never listen to my own shows. Well, I don't anymore. When I started out, I did to try to find out what I might be doing wrong um, and fix it. But now it's like, no, I said it. I don't know. I know a place would that woman shut up. <laughs> but she was, uh, she, she, you walk away from listening to her and you have a real sense that everything that we talk about even though even when we're talking about it it sounds crazy and it might you know it's not you know i mean i, I don't think it is crazy anymore 
but she'll make you absolutely damn sure that there are dumbs down there. They're blowing them up. There's clones. She was staying with somebody, and she realized it was a clone because of something she was doing bio, you know, some kind of of a massaging or something. And she said, "Your skin's not right." He was a clone. He, yeah. Well, he he had not a he had not a single scratch. He had not a single scar. It wasn't the original. Oh, okay. I didn't hear her say that why she knew that he was a clone. Mm. Yeah. Um, but Walt, you, did you, because she was also nonstop talking. <laughs> uh, you know, and you didn't want to interrupt her because everything she was ta- saying was so damn in- interesting. But um, what did, what was your, you know, I mean, you, well, you're going to send her a resonator for one thing because she is into mm-hmm. Shanghai. She, she has been for a long time. Yeah. So. Well, one of the things is that it, uh, at some point it was a little bit hard to follow because she j- kept jumping on the subjects. Uh, she would jump from subject to a subject to subject, and uh, she would name people that I've never heard of, and uh, she kept naming them as if that was supposed to mean something, but I, I guess... My level of ignorance is such that uh, everything went over my head, and uh, and and she would tell like she would uh, talk about negative uh, experiences in her past, and then jump. But that she spoke so fast at some point is that I thought this the she's right up in there she's right up in line with uh, with Derek i mean because i i can't imagine two people talking that you know being together in the same room speaking at the same speed i mean they make a perfect pair <laughs> yeah except he couldn't get a word in edgewise <laughs> yes there's there's no air left in the room <laughs> yeah he he's not rude you know <laughs> I tell him, just stay, hold on, I want to say something, you know, but he doesn't feel comfortable doing that like Dolly. Yeah. You and me, we're used to it. Shut up, let me talk now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I interrupt I, if I find that there's something significant at that point. It's like, I'm, if you're talking about bananas... I'm not going to interrupt you because I just remembered uh, about tomatoes. No, bananas and tomatoes, they're, they're not related to each other. They have, what's the point? But if I'm not going to interrupt you, it's because I'm going to insert something that's right there connected to that, and I don't want to forget it, not because I think it's more important. I, I, I'll attest to that because you interrupt me and I get pissed off, and then I went, and then I'll go, oh, yeah, that was better than what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about pissing me off, you know, because <laughs> as soon as you start talking about whatever it is, I go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, Dolly, you have no more on your list. Is there something that's come to mind? Nothing. No. no. If we get to a lull, then and maybe I have something I can fill it with. But oh, so no. far, we're doing pretty good. We're doing very good. Because now, if you don't have anything else, I want to, Walt, the Pyramid Gold, okay? Mm-hmm. Just 
kind of go through what what it is that you did and explain it to people. I know we've talked about it before, but um, I do want to make some observations about it. Well, the first off, it's not my invention or my idea. I, I, uh, I was given this website, the Ormus website, where the experimenters and people making Ormus through different ways go there and they post articles of what is it that they're doing. So among the many articles was the, the write-up of this person who found a way to make Ormus gold, not through chemical means, because unfortunately, if you are going to go the chemical route, they are very caustic uh, minerals, uh, processes. Uh, you, you, if you don't know what you're doing, you could easily have an accident and burn yourself. Um, not heat burn, but a chemical burn because of the, the way that they have to make it. So, But among them was this article by one of the experimenters who found a way to make Armus gold by using the energy of a pyramid. Because gold is a very strong metal, and it, it's able to tolerate the most caustic materials. I mean, the, the strongest acids don't make a dent on gold. Yet, inside the pyramid, with the energy of the pyramid, it actually begins to dissolve. So, in following his, his instructions, um, I got a uh, 24-carat gold leaf from an, from an eBay vendor. It came from Thailand, and uh, it, it comes in uh, the, the little leaves of gold come uh, so surrounded by little metal, I mean, uh, paper sheets, because it's incredibly light and incredibly soft. I mean, it takes very little energy because this it's, it's so... I, I, I don't know the measurement, how many microns thick. It's incredibly thin. So uh, if you put gold by itself inside the pyramid, what happens is it, it begins to break down into like an oily, oily substance. And if, you, if, you get, if it gets hit by light, especially natural light, it flashes and it just disappears. Nothing nothing's left. My suspicion is that it, it jumps uh, in dimensionally in the sense that it, it goes up in density, so it goes to a, a non-visual uh, version of itself. It's a higher density. It's a higher dimensional type of gold. It's it's my my guess. So the so it would be resonating faster than the human three D. In yeah. other words, the only thing that's changed is increased its vibrational frequency so it's outside of the framework of the 3d vibration yeah, that we see as being solid what, yeah that's when it gets hit by light it's what light pushes it over the edge uh i didn't discover this this was um hudson the the, the gentleman who originally was found the uh, ormus material uh it happened to them time and time again every time they would do the experiments and they would uh, allow the specimen to be hit by natural light it would just flash i mean they did even so many kinds of experiments they wanted to see if when that flash happens it would it would have some kind of temperature so they tried what happens if it flashes and it's sitting on paper the paper nothing happens maybe they tried putting a pencil 
Nothing, nothing was affected. It, it, it was like the material, one moment is there, the next moment it stops existing there. So, in the case of the Pyramid Gold, what the, uh, uh, the person who did the write-up, what he did in order to capture the material so it wouldn't flash and disappear, is he, he let the gold dissolve in, in vodka. In, in, he used, yeah, I think he used brandy alcohol. So, in that way, the material, it's captured and it doesn't flash. It doesn't go anywhere. And I, I, I found that by using vodka, has, to me, it has no taste. Uh, I use the cheapest vodka I could find. But after being in the... Uh, I looked, use, using the dowsing, I tried to locate the strongest point in, inside the pyramid. Uh, the pyramid I'm using is not you, and it's not the pyramid that uh, has the same mathematical proportions that this is the Great Pyramid. This is a different pyramid. I call it a life pyramid because if you take the height the, the height of each side divided by the base, you get the value of phi, 1.618. So I call it a life pyramid. In any case, it, it also has a center of energy. Uh, the word, by the way, the word pyramid means fire in the middle uh, because that's what they described. When you, for those that are that can see energies, like uh, in the case of Dali or Nancy, uh, you when you look inside a, a pyramid at a certain height from the base, you will see a nucleus, a, a point of focus where the energy focuses on it, it looks like a little flame. So I used my pendulum to locate the point where that flame is the strongest, and I also used an organ concentrator, uh, which I made many years ago, which is a, a cylindrical, it's a cylindrical body made with layers of vinyl and uh, stovetop metal. Uh, and, and what happens is it, 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 uh, it concentrates the surrounding organ inside that cylinder. So I use that uh, to put the, uh, the little bottle of uh, alcohol, and I, I put uh, 12 uh, sheets of the, of the gold, and just let it sit, and I doused how many days. I got um, 18 days for the breakdown, uh, but I left it longer. I think I left it for 25 days. So I took it out, and the first thing I noticed is the 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 taste was incredibly strong. It doesn't taste like uh, vodka at all. Not only is a very strong taste, but it it's a sweet taste, and uh, <laughs> it's cold. It's, it's it doesn't there is no organic salt. I mean, there's no organic uh, sugar. It it's just the metal gold, but it actually changes the taste of the uh, of the vodka. I don't know if you if you perceived any kind of oh, taste I, on it. Yeah, absolutely. And the weird thing is, is that for a time, my family got into drinking this vodka that had pieces of gold in it. I forget what it oh. was called. And the bo gold was just, you'd shake it up and the gold would, you know, it settled to the bottom of the... So I'm very used to what that tastes like. Mm. Um, and this tastes, you're right, it's it's... Nothing like vodka. Not only that, but there is an, uh, an odor to it. And as a bartender, 
you, sometimes you, you know you can't see the difference between gin and vodka unless you look at the label, but you can tell by the smell. You know you're gonna you're gonna smell gin. You're not gonna smell vodka, and there is definitely an aroma associated with it. Remember when when I first got it, I told you that, and then you said, "Oh, I it had turpentine in there. Don't go freaking out, people. Turpentine's good." <laughs> um, and I could detect that on the stopper. But if I open up the bottle and smell it, it's a different thing. It, something happened to the vodka. And you have to imagine that the gold is in it. It just didn't flash out or go away. It, it, you know. um, Plus, it has all the all that energy from the pyramid. It's now concentrated in there because it's vodka. That, that, that is not going to dissolve or go away. Because yeah. uh, vodka is the, the one of the best materials where you record uh, homeopathics. It's either uh, milk, sugar, or brandy. Because it's the... Uh, that I learned from the book on homeopathic remedies. It's when you're recording the homeopathic remedies, it's being recorded on the in the carbon molecules of the substance. That's why they re they recommended brandy or milk sugar as a medium for preserving that. Because yes, you can program water, but water, being the universal solvent that it is, records that in that not information for a limited time, and then it, it dissipates because it is not the universal solvent. So when you use the, um, the, the the alcohol contained in the brandy or contained in the milk sugar, that's where you're recording the essence in homeopathic substances. So in this case, the, uh, the energy essence of the pyramid is now recorded in that alcohol. So it's like you're taking, it's like when you're taking drops of it, you're drinking pyramid energy. <laughs> Well, as far as how what it, what it does for me, at first I just I put a, a drop on my finger and I put it on my third eye, my forehead, and it was like, remember I, I'm I'm an energy junkie. I've been doing this for, for a lot of years, long before I met Walt. Um, I've I've done energy work that w w borders stupidity because it was so dangerous. I didn't know it was dangerous when I was doing it, but then I found out. So um, I've tended to be a little a little cautious when I start to use something that I'm absolutely not familiar with. And so I put it on my forehead, and there was a discernible shift. I can't explain exactly what it was because it wasn't a visual thing. It was like more like oh, an an energy shift in me that was very pleasant. I mean, it wasn't nervous. It was just, oh, you know, like, almost like I felt this before. I just hadn't felt it in a while. So I think that my first interaction with it was uh, one of stabilizing my energy field very quickly. I mean, like, boom. So then I stepped it up, and I would put it on the forehead, and then I put it on my left wrist. And you can feel the energy if you're extremely energy sensitive, you can feel the energy flowing from the one spot on your... As a matter of fact, if you you know don't put it on your forehead, you might have a different look at it. But, you know, I that's the way I did it. And, and I could actually feel...
the energy in my body because the energy is coming through my left and going out the right that it was getting structured kind of it was like it would hit that one point and there was definitely a change in the way it was structured not in the way it was flowing but the way it was structured minute we're talking minute here so um then i then i started taking like you know a drop full more than a drop but internally taking it and i'm not going to say that this is what is giving me this feeling of uh i don't even know how to put it into words but it's like i feel i've always been comfortable in my own body but i feel really comfortable in my own body it's like my border i'm more aware of my human body because i've always been aware of the energy body well not always but you know in the last few decades aware of the energy body but i it somehow or another is making me much more aware of the space that my physical body is is taking on you know that in the 3d so it's something to do with spatial there's some change in my understanding maybe of you know spatial as maybe the human body is getting better physically it, is it sounds it sounds like you're paying more attention to the physical meaning meaning that you're becoming more aware of all its capabilities whereas before you were only more at attentive to the energy yeah it's else. it's like oh what's that button on the dial you know it's like <laughs> all of a sudden you're you're well it was like why did we get into a conversation about goose pimples you mm. know it, it's it's like focusing on a very strange thing that the human body does but the more you look at it and it also i've noticed that because of the interactions with the cats and stuff it's like watching them interact with each other watching them as individuals and how are they i'm just i'm looking at them differently and i at the 3d level you know it's like because at the 3d level they're they're much there's much more to them than, and i've been living with them for all my life there's much more to to them than i was acknowledging so i don't know how to explain anything you know i'll let you i'll keep you posted um well th that's that's what i expect you will notice changes in perception how we perceive what surrounds us as we change our perception changes yeah you, yeah exactly yeah the the, the change is the, the change is internal but it creates a your ability to perceive things in a different way and i'm not talking about major changes this is this is why you always hear me saying pay attention to the details the details that's where you get the keys to what what is working and not working but um personally i love this stuff i could become a junkie on it <laughs> because you know the the experience is not just the energy the experience is that taste there's something very very i'll say magical about the taste it's something i've never tasted before i was i was so the very first time i was so surprised because i thought sweet why is this sweet 
this is supposed to be a metal. Why is a metal sweet? Just so as, <laughs> it's so it's it's delectable. It, it it surprised me the same way that uh, the water the water the distilled water in the, in colloidal silver after the uh, the Shang, after Shanghai absorbed all the silver and left the water the distilled water. I was so surprised that the water tasted like tutti frutti. It's, what is this? That was the weirdest thing. Is a tutti frutti, a mineral having this taste? Is it made no sense to me? <laughs> but then again, taste. What is taste? Taste is a frequency perceived by our sense of taste. All our senses are capable of perceiving frequencies of different. You know, the eyes are perceiving frequency at specific range. Same goes for the ear the sense of touch and taste is no different when you when you when we taste food and we some we like some we love or some some we hate is that that's what we're feeling we're feeling the the uh, the chemical frequencies so some frequencies we like others we don't but uh, this this was it was new to me that uh, the distilled water from colloidal silver. Colloidal silver, when tipped by itself, tastes to me, to my mouth at least, uh, it tastes exactly like uh, rose petals, the taste of rose petals. I think it's, they have a very nice taste. But I was surprised that without the, without the silver, now it tasted like tutti frutti. So what's left behind? That's why I was asking this lady the question, because I observed that in... In my boiling pot, where I boil the water for the sauna bath, I have the three Shanghai nuggets. And I would observe, after I shut down the, the, the pot and let it cool down, it would develop these, it look, they look like little balls of cotton floating on the water. But don't, don't go near them. If you just touch them, they disintegrate and disappear. It's the weirdest thing. And, and here she's telling me it's enormous. So this ormus is coming from the nuggets, and the crazy thing is that the nuggets are now navy blue. They're not black anymore. They're navy blue. So have you ever seen navy blue shungite? <laughs> well, explain to me what you mean by ormus. Well, ormus is the, is the material, it's uh, monatomic substances. Any uh, substance that exists in a monatomic state is referred to as enormous because it's an the 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 letters O R O R M U S stand for orbit something I, I, I it was Hudson who came up with the terminology of it I think it was something monot because it's it's a it has to do with the with the orbit in the in the atom of it something I I forget the don't don't ask me. Uh, I can look it up for you, but I don't know off the top of my head what the letters in Ormus stand for. But in essence, Ormus material is any material existing as a monatomic substance. Because in nature, sub all substances are binary. If you're looking at a oxygen, have you noticed when they when they notate? These the elements, they say O2. They don't say O or O3. They say O2. 
and the same goes for all the all all, uh, all most uh, elements exist as binaries. In order to have that okay, let, let, balance, let me stop you for a second here because yeah. what what the O2 stands for is that there's two atoms of oxygen, correct? Exactly. exactly. Okay, so when you say monatomic, you're saying that there's only one that you in, a, you, in the you, in the molecule there will well, be one. So monatomic mold gold means that in the molecule of gold there will be one atom of gold as opposed to two. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So by being one, it is incredibly energetically active because it is one. So that's the, that's why they uh, they come up. I, I Like I said, I don't know. <laughs> well, I know that the, the O in the arm is, is stands for orbit, but I know I don't remember what the other letters mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not a problem. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I wanted to get that clear in my head. So, so what happened to the gold in the vodka in, in the, with the energy of the pyramid is that the molecules that made up the little pieces of gold came apart, and you've got now one gold atom instead of with the AU uh, you know the rest of it the the rest of the atoms and I know that the the bottle that I sent you is wrapped in uh, in aluminum so that it doesn't get as, as little exposure to light as possible but if you are able to pour some of that like in the dropper or something and put it up to the light you'll see that the vodka is no longer clear it now looks it has a, a tint to it it looks yellowish oh really I'll do that mm -hmm. Huh. So what do you suppose it does when we make it and I ingest, you make it and I ingest it? What's it doing inside my body? What do they say that this ormus, gold ormus? Well, uh, uh, they make a claim saying that the different ormuses have different properties. Uh, uh, the only one I am aware of is gold because it's the only one I had access to make. So I think that one of the attributes is that uh, they claim that uh, it does DNA repair. If you have any kind of DNA damage due to uh, radiation or, or any other kind of energy that's causing DNA damage, it's actually helping the body to repair itself. Um, when I read the, the write-ups on the uh, Hudson when he was doing his experiments, and they were saying, like, for example, somebody had a some growth on their forearm. It was like um, it wasn't so much a tumor, but it's, you know, when somebody has the huge mole, and it and it it goes bad, it goes malignant, and they have to cut it off. Well, the, the this person by ingesting the monatomic gold, the thing dried up and fell off. The the body itself got rid of it. That's interesting. So I've, that's I've, I've got said, a, I got a few of those things. I'll keep an eye on them. See if they can start <laughs> falling off. But you know the other the other thing that happened to me was, I got this, uh, a flutter. I'll call it a flutter, in the left side of my body, kind of like. To the to the left of my heart, where my heart would be, 
and it was very uh, rhythmic, but and very subtle. But very, I, I mean, I, I was very much aware of it, and I thought, "Oh crap, am I having a heart attack or something? What the hell is this? I'd never felt it before." And um, so I said, well, "I don't have any contract with that. No, it's not a heart attack. So what is it?" And it was like it was there for quite a while I got kind of used to it and then when I checked in with it again it was gone but you know it was like oh okay well two days later I had the same kind of a flutter but this time it was right under my belly button you know and it was like the same kind of same fit it was like the same signal and so I really this time I focused on it and it was like it was doing some kind of an energetic thing, you know, like opening up a chakra. I don't know what I don't know what it was doing, but again, it didn't last for very long. But it was something you couldn't just disregard. It was weird. And I I do I feel like there might be. I'm looking at my skin. I'm going, is it you know? Because I the skin is what I look at, and I'm going like, does it is it looking better? Nah, no, I wouldn't say so. Not any worse, certainly, but not. But it almost does feel like it's something internal to me. You know that it might be a DNA. You know, oops, we've got to fix this and fix that. So I think you have to, when you're working with this stuff, you have to believe that it's a. It's one of those things that's going to build you, rebuild you, to perfect specifications inside your body. And that probably is going to take some time. It's probably when the cells of the liver rejuvenate. The next cell will be like this perfect little liver cell. And that how long does it take before every cell in your body is exchanged? 80 days or something? Uh, seven years. Seven, years. seven years. Oh, every seven uh, years. Every, what happens is that different cells, they, they replace at different stages. But all the cells, if you're going to count the totality of all the cells it's seven years so every seven so that's you see this this thing that we have people are so uh, affected by their age oh I'm so old I'm 70 something oh I'm 80 something no you're not because at no time is your body more than eight years old so this this aging thing is just a, a, a story that they told and we firmly believe it oh I'm 63. Yeah? How is that possible when all your cells are seven years old? <laughs> now, now, Walter, I have to disagree with this, too, because I did not agree with this aging thing at all. And every time, yeah. I, w- every time I looked in the mirror, it was, you know, the same person. No problem whatsoever. So I'm having a 60th birthday, and I say to my very dear friends that are sitting at the table with me, I don't think I look 60. And then I asked the question, do I? And every single one of those people saw me as 60. And the next time I walked in the mirror, I saw my grandmother. Not me. So you can be programmed. I mean, you can program yourself not to do it. But how do you program all those other people that are seeing you old? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Well... You take ownership of your reality. I'll be, 
I'll be however old I want to be, and you people can be do whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna try that. I'm gonna, you know, program this. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to looking. See, I don't want to go back before menopause. That would be a bitch. So oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to you know when I was first in my you know postmenopausal phase because that was a really good time. You know, and and I, and I felt really good. So we're going to go back to that. I'm going to look like I'm about 47. You sound like uh, Enelia Benz's mother. Enelia Benz's mother loved it when she got her uh, uh, menopause. Because before that, uh, she hated the, the, the business of being crazy all the time. <laughs> the way she put it. <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, the, the, the human body does have some flaws in it, including the fact that they've got hormones. You know, they do all sorts of important things. Don't get me wrong. I understand yeah, why we have to Yeah, but they also, did, I, I think that among all the many things that they've subverted in our lives, I think that's one of them. Because in reading that book, um, Mayan, uh, uh, what was it? Um, Psychotronics. The it's a, it's a book in Spanish. It's called Mayan Psychotronics. Uh, in the in a, the, a whole chapter that explains why it's not natural for women to menstruate. In fact, they shouldn't even menstruate. So that so they claim that uh, it's it's you know the type of life that has been imposed on chemistry, the food, whatever they bring the body to function in a way that's not natural for the body. So. Uh, I, reading the you know reading other stuff years later, uh, it it made sense what I had read in that book many years earlier. Have you ever, like for example, have you you remember the um, what do you call it, the Ringing Cedars of Russia? You remember the book? At no time, I mean, every time he would visit her, she was fully naked. Did you did, did he ever see her uh, produce a period? Well, he might not have wanted to put it in his book. <laughs> you know, that's not going to work. <laughs> no, we're, you know, and, and the beauty of it, you know, we talk about, you know, what are we going to make this new reality? What is it going to be? Well, we, I think we just got to get out of the way and learn what the new reality is. Because we've got so many attributes in the human body itself plus our higher, you know, aha consciousness and the connection to all of the cosmic energy that we have that I don't, we, we shouldn't even limit ourselves in where we're going to go and what, what's going to happen. And it really starts with each individual. Get yourself right. You know, you, you, you don't have to listen to any of the stuff that's the drama there. You just have to get yourself right and be a pillar of, you know, like I mentioned about my friend, a pillar of all these good energies that you're feeding to the collective so that those of us whose job it is to look at 3D reality and say, whoa, we got a problem here, and then figure out, you know, how can we fix it? You're the, you're the, the energy that fuels us. So and we, we have to decide what are limitations we don't need. Because as Enelia uh, speak, speak, speaks at length about the, the split where we are choosing to leave the uh, light and dark paramount existence 
for a light paradigm. So you don't have to deal with the, with the opposing forces all the time, light versus dark, light versus dark. But, you know, people trying to send you the, sell you the storyline that, oh, you need the dark because with the dark, you can appreciate the contrast. That, no, it's, 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 it's bull. It's just the reality that we agreed to enjoy it for a while. We're getting away from that. Right now we're in the smack in the middle of the split where many people are deciding, okay, I don't want the dark the dark paradigm, the business of having to deal with evil on a regular basis. No, I don't want that anymore. So if you're going to live in the light paradigm, like she says, one of the things of, about moving on to the light paradigm is that people's light, uh, longevity is going to change. She says, on average, people are going to live 250 years. And she does. She doesn't say it as a joke. She says that's one of the factors of the of the living in the light paradigm. You Good don't Lord, don't tell me. Life. Don't tell me that. How many cats does that make? <laughs> <laughs> How many cats would I have to go through for 200? Not only that, maybe the the cats will live longer. Well, that's true too. Yeah, they could live longer. Oh my God, 250 years. Oh my. Don't tell Dolly that. She'll freak out. Yeah, she's in a rush to leave. <laughs> uh, Dolly, have you left us from the show or are you still here? I'm still here and there's no way in hell I'm going to live 250 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Not even no, with no. free cable. <laughs> no. Reliable cable. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No. Well, we're down to the last six minutes of the show. Um, it's gone quite fast. What's, Gen- what's next on the menu? Well, next on my menu is Tucker Carlson, and I got to tell you, boys and girls, it's all coming apart. Every every lie is now it just is. it's just blatantly being talked about on Fox, and you know. Th- th- well, the big thing is, and if you haven't heard it, it's good to know. And I, I, this came out of the blue. I don't know what was happening because I never heard even a mention of it. But all of a sudden, they've taken the 14,000 hours of film from the January 6th insurre- insurrection and have released it to the public. And uh, McCarthy, the head of the House of, of you know in the in in Congress, House, he to, he was Rex. the one, yeah he he was the one that got uh, the he's the House. one that got the tapes, and he gave them to Tucker Carlson. So Tucker Carlson has the video tapes, and according to what Jan Shaw said on Saturday, there is a rumor that it's forty thousand hours of film. But they gave it to Tucker. That indicates that, you know, there's your flagship. If he's coming out with this information, this is, you know, it's gonna, well, first off, it's going to prove the, the whole thing was a setup. And that's going to blow up in their faces real good. So, yeah. So I'm going to watch... sooner the better. I'm going to watch Tucker, and then I'm going to watch um, uh, Oak Island. You know... Oak Island is getting closer and closer to the treasure. They know it's down there. They've got 
water. See, they, it's kind of funny because you go, why didn't you think of that to begin with? They put all these pipes in the ground, and then, you know, they got all these pipes, but they're not getting into tunnels and what they need. And somebody said, because they kept running into water, for one thing. And so one of these scientists said, why don't you just test the water and see if you get any trace amounts of gold and silver? And so they did, and they got... One of the questions was, is this a Volkswagen size of, of gold and silver or bigger? And they said, oh, this is a Mack truck bigger. You know, so they know it's down there. Because of the yeah. testing, they've been able to isolate a smaller area where the the source of this this, this water, should, uh, the trace element should be. So, But it, it, it's almost melodramatic. It's like, yeah, now we're going to go down and we built this and we're going to get here and we're going to find it. It's like, I'm not going to be excited at all. It's all melodramatic at this point. Like, okay, we've been at it for so long. Do you get that feeling, Dolly? Or are you still excited or you're not watching it? I don't even know. Yes. Well, when Rick got to go down in the tunnel place. Yeah. I, before they went down there, I was right with Rick all the way because I was a senior in high school when we read the articles Rick read it when he was younger I read it when I was at that age and I thought the same thing he did oh I wish I could go there I want to go there and but when he went in the tunnel that's when it got melodramatic it just I, I kind of lost my excitement <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where it went. Maybe the treasure is all the money they spent on this thing. Oh, that, that, yeah. that, that, that's, that, a, that that's not real treasure, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a fraction of what's down there. Well, hopefully. So, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> anyway, we're two minutes out. Do you want to uh, say goodnight to everybody and pass on any information? Dolly? No. Oh. Um, I, I just want to thank Oaya again for sharing with me. And please, you all, if, if any of you have any, any fun things that, or exciting things or questionable things, share it with me. I love it. Walter. Okay. Thank you very much for being here with us, and I hope we were able to get, share something useful. Good night, everybody. Take care. See, now they're fast. I've got another minute here. So, <laughs> On Saturday, we're going to have Jan Shaw will be on with us. And, um, Jan, and, and also remember that we have changed the podcast station. The archives are still up like they always are, but the podcast station is newer. Um, you know, it's better. You'll find it's better to be able to navigate it and... Uh, it has a lot of bells and whistles that we haven't even gotten into yet. It's like now I can put in keywords and you're going to be able to do a search for subjects that we talk about in the shows. So that's going to be interesting. But anyway, thank you all for being here. We'll see you next time on Saturday. Well, tomorrow we've got the... Uh, oh, and Ani Avdisian is on tomorrow. So she'll be uh, on tomorrow live. And that is uh, 7 to 8. Eastern time. Is it's, Jan doing Wednesday shows? No, no, no. She's yeah. on Saturday. She's on Saturday. Okay, here we go. Teaching. Preaching.
listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.